man. Oh, hell yeah. You about to get all stung up. Ooh, what up, H-Town? Hey, how we doing? It's a different edition of the Killer Bees. It's all bees, by the way. Still? Yes. Jeremy is out, as you just heard, because he'd rather be fearing the beard than stinging like a bee. So instead, we went to another version of the Usual Suspects reunion tour. We've got B-Mac, because you know that Joe and Jeremy are joined at, well, we'll just say the hip. But when one is out, the other must. Is that what it is? I I don't know, B-Mac. That's what I think. I don't know how you feel about it. There are some dots to connect there, for Mm. sure. And when you bring up their dots connecting, I think that that's where we go to the fact that B-Mac is behind the glass. And my good friend, my boy Barry Laminac, back again for another reunion. We've had a lot of these reunions lately. It's been fun. What's we up? Good should, to be just back. Do a tour. Thanks for having me. Yes, we should. Sell tickets. When's your next it's show? It's like, uh, oh gosh, uh, actually tomorrow night in Kingwood at a restaurant. It's not. <laughs> I just know you well enough to know how much you enjoy when people say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. When's yeah. your next show that I will never come to? Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. That was pretty good. There's a lot of things you don't say to a comic. I mean, I live in Kingwood. Where, where, which restaurant are we talking about? You don't. Uh, you know what? If I was good at this, I'd know off the top of my head. You're Vernon Maxwell now. <laughs> yeah. You talk about a golf tournament you and just say it's at the Wildcat, but you don't know when. Here's the thing. This is what makes it fun. Pick a restaurant. If I'm there, surprise. If I'm not, mm, well. It sucks to be you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I just know it's Kingwood. I'm going to have to go look at my uh, Insta. I don't even know where I posted it. I have no idea. Why would you ask me these questions? I've I thought professionalism, but that She's was probably the, the big assumption. He's trying assumption. to promote a guest. It's like when Lee Sterling's on, which he's going to be on today to give you some hot picks nice. for the weekend. He's going to join us at 4, Paramount Sports. We're going to promote him. Mm-hmm. When our good friend Taryn Hilo comes on, mm-hmm. we're going to promote her. Not that we need to, but we're going to tell you not only where you sickos can find her, but we're going to promote her and her businesses and what she's got going on. And so we try to do it for you and do you the solid, and then you lose poop all over us because you don't have the info we need. Uh, he's doing pirate comedy. He's just showing up at random restaurants yeah, and ambushing yeah. the set. That's it. That's all I do. I just show up. I have a little karaoke machine that runs on battery, and I just start telling Barry's gonna terrible be jokes in the Hawaiian in the shirt at Tommy Bahamas in... Oh, I have it. Oh, look. So your set is 45 minutes or until they kick me out. <laughs> yeah. it. 45 minutes or until I'm arrested. Uh, Rosati's Pizza? Sounds good. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Oh, yeah. No, no, I, know, I know exactly where that is. It's right on the feeder of uh, of, uh, of uh, 59 and North Park. Okay. That's I, literally two minutes from my house. Do I need to take everything out of my car first? Is this one of no, those it's, situations it's where a it's a area. bad area? It's not a bad area. Okay. All right. It's me, Andy thank, Huggins. Shout out. Thank you oh, for Andy assuming. Huggins. I love you driving? Hood, but Yeah. Uh, no. Actually, uh, Adam Bob is the MC, and he's hilarious. It's literally like getting three headliners in one show. But that's enough about me. There you go. We don't need that's to. All, that's yeah. the way I've always learned to do it best. <laughs> make it about you. Enough about me. Okay. Uh, Barry's here. No. max here. We all watched a little baseball last night. Thank goodness we actually <sighs> could enjoy our evening as the Astros salvaged one game from the A's, and we had to look at it half full or half empty. They got a win. They almost got a no-hitter, and they got busy with the bats Finally, your thoughts. It should never be salvaging a series from the A's. You know what I mean? That just that just should not be the case. Uh, and let's just get it out of the way now. Ryan Presley, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why? Why? You had that no-hitter going into the ninth. Um, and I, are the Astros the king of the um, team no-hitter? 
I really feel like they are. I that's pretty fair. It, it's I don't recall this many team no hitters by one team at least since I've been alive. Now that doesn't mean I paid attention the whole time, but I'd love to see team no hitters. Uh, how how many each team has? I know the Astros are up there in no hitters, whether it's combined or individual. But I would just love to see who leads MLB in combined no hitters, because uh, I feel like the Astros would be up there. But you know what? It's it's okay. You know, you 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 stole one at home. I jokingly said this, Joel, and I don't call me crazy, but you better hope the Astros don't get home field advantage in the playoffs. See, I don't, it doesn't bother me that much. Ah, I don't think it's going to carry over to the playoffs. You that, do. Yes. If you're losing, I mean, think about what they've done. And all you got to do is look at their schedule and it, it just, and, and just look at their home record. And it's so weird. They're at home. They get swept by the Yankees. They go on the road. They sweep the Rangers, a perennial playoff team, two out of three versus the Dodgers. They come back and lose two out of three to the A's. So they're losing at home to teams that aren't even remotely close to making the playoffs. And they're going on the road and just walking through playoff contenders. It goes all season. Don't forget, they swept the Braves. Was it back in May? Exactly. Yeah. The, the Braves see, are going to run away with the best record in all in all of baseball. Exactly. But I think the playoffs are different. Okay. I mean that the energy level and as good as because they're going to get to they're going to come real close to three million fans in a in a in a stadium that only well, sits forty two thousand. It only sits forty two thousand, and, yeah. and you're going to get to three million. That's impressive. Yeah. So it's not the fans' fault, and I know everybody's trying to put a finger on it, but I think that. The big thing is that what is, they're blaming, they're blaming the fans for that being their fault? No, the batter's eye. Everybody's got oh, an excuse. Okay. They can't oh, find. They can't pinpoint it. You don't have to. Just handle your business in these last 15, 16 games and realize it's a different atmosphere in the playoffs. They get there early. They are there. They are there loud, blowing the roof off of that thing because Major League Baseball makes you close it. <laughs> yeah. The whole game. And I think I don't worry about this carrying over, this kind of hangover at home carrying over to the playoffs. Do you? If you do, call us, 713-780-3776. Do you? I do. I, I mean, I, I really do. They got swept by the Mariners um, on the road, but they haven't played well against the division as a whole, I feel like. Uh, I don't know what – I think they've, they're they going to win the silver boot. Woo. They already won it, yeah. Yeah, woo. But it, I, I just – I worry about it because this is not just one of those things that's a fluke. It, it, it's happened all season. It's a trend, and again, I don't know why. Um, I, think, I think you're both right. I don't. Th- I, th- I think it's a trend, but I do have some faith that they'll figure it out before the playoffs. Because to me, this is just a team that is used to being so dominant in such high level games that when they're in these regular season games against the worst team in baseball, they just don't have the same edge. But when they're in the play, when they're in a big series, like at the Braves, like at the Rangers, facing these elite teams, they step up their game, and the, hopefully the playoffs will kick that in for them. Well, I, I would agree with you. That's but, my optimistic point. Yeah, of view, at least. no, I would agree with you. But they're in the midst of a of a of a run for the division. They are they are trying to hold off the Rangers and the Mariners so right. that they win the division, so that they don't have to play in the wild card round and mess up their rotation in the playoffs. The, you don't want to be in the wild card round in the playoffs because it. Mess- Messes up your rotation, period. So you want to win the division. You want to be able to get that by. It's one less risk of getting bounced. So why wouldn't you be taking all of these games serious, especially when you're playing teams like the A's? Well, you should take them seriously. Yeah. But you know what? It starts with your manager taking them seriously. And the fact that when your, your manager is still calling it everybody, you know, we got we still got to have pit stops. We still got to let guys get their rest no matter what time of the year is. That is complete and utter BS. Okay, because this is go time. Hmm. Bregman has told you it's time to put the pedal down. The, the Astros themselves have said, we want to win every game. 
Well, if the players in the locker room are telling you you want to win every game, then either they got to go, hey, Skip, we need to win every game. We want to win every game. We want you to put the best lineup you can out there every game. I don't need to see Jake Myers and John Singleton in a game that really matters in September at the bottom of my lineup. I'm with you. I don't. I still don't understand why they're running John Singleton out there and Jake well, Myers too. Oh, I just I I might have to boycott the playoffs if he makes the roster. I am not even lying to you. I think he's going to probably make oh, the roster. Oh, please don't say that. Oh, it hurts. Ouch! Ouch! Don't say that. I I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry, but yeah, you're right. Uh, and the, you've lost two out of three to the A's already. And so what's the elixir? You run Singleton and Myers out there? That makes Wait, no sense. what? Okay. What's an elixir? A, elixir? You what don't, is that? You've never heard of an elixir, Joel? No. It's like it's like a, a liquid that you drink that's supposed to be a medicine. It fixes stuff. It fixes things. Yeah, it's supposed to. It'd be something like a snake oil salesman would drive around their cart in the 1800s. Isn't that like Campofenic or something? I don't know. What the hell? Are you, what's an elixir? It's I've never a, heard of that. Really? I, I feel like he's messing with I me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I swear to God, watch to both Joel. of you, I swear to you on my children, I, I have never heard that term. Now, don't ask me how to spell it. Uh, E-L-I-X-E-R. Ding! Man. I award you no points. No. no? Uh, E-L-I-X-O-R. Oh, yeah, man. you felt the, uh, yeah. the killer bees uh, spelling bee. Oh, we got a spelling bee yeah, right you, in the you, middle of the you killer You felt the, the, the killer spelling bees. Um, or oh, Wait, no. That's wrong. E-L-I-X-I-R. Oh, we were both wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, Google was wrong on the first one. Whatever. I've never thing that told Barry up. he was wrong. On it there. says a, <laughs> only for two years straight. Wow. A substance held capable of changing base metals into gold. Uh, a substance held capable of prolonging life. Can they turn diamonds into coal or vice versa? I, I don't know. It's supposed to fix things, make you better. It's medicine, and that's not to me good medicine for for Dusty Baker. I, I, bon Jovi says it would be bad. I don't know what his. I don't know what he's doing. I don't. I'm not one of those guys that's out here just lambasting Dusty. I don't think he forgot how to manage. I really don't. And last time we did a show, we talked about. I think about he this. wants to do this in spite of it because he catches so much heat. I pro- he might. He might. At this point, he might be. And, and I'm all for resting guys, but this is a playoff hunt. This is a playoff run. This is baseball. You've been resting guys all year. Uh, it's time for starters to start yeah. and bench guys is, to be on the bench. To your point, this is. The reason why you want to win the division yep. is you control your destiny right now. You have the tiebreaker against the Rangers. That's great, but you have to have at least a tie with the Rangers, and they've won five in a row. So you can't be screwing around and just thinking, oh, now that we're in first, we're not going to lose it. It's too close to call. I don't want, you know, everybody said, well, it doesn't hurt you because you're in first place. We had a caller say that yesterday. Guess where it does hurt you? If you lose the division by a game or two. Because he's already done this enough, and it's one thing when he does it in May and June. But you can't do it in late September with two and a half weeks to go in the season when every win matters. Uh, I, I agree, and it makes you it, – it, it's kind of – it's driving me nuts, and I think especially when you have – you're coming off of two losses, and then Hunter Brown's going out there who just the, – the start before looked terrible. And I think I was – I think I was listening to you guys driving home, and it was – maybe it was – uh no, you know what? It was P. Crate. Patrick Creighton was talking about how Patrick Creighton hello with yeah. the uh, I, I said talking about. He was yelling about how um <laughs> how Dusty 
was going to start Maldonado in Hunter Brown's last start because right. that's who could fix him, and that's when he gave up all the runs right. and didn't fix him. So this time around, you got Diaz back behind the plate again. I just look. I don't know. I don't think Dusty forgot how to manage. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's proven a point. Maybe he's lost his mind. I don't know. Maybe old age kicked in in April, and he just it's all been all downhill. I don't know. I'm just nervous. I don't know that I trust this team. I trust the lineup. One through six. I don't know if I trust the rotation after one and two. Let's roll that over because as much as you guys are concerned, or at least BMAC, you said we both could be right. And to Barry's point about being concerned in the playoffs, I think it might be the biggest advantage that the Astros could have going into the playoffs is what we were just talking about (laughs) in a crazy way. And I'll give it to you next. Don't go anywhere. More of the uh, Killer Bees Usual Suspects experience on ESPN 97.5, 925.FM. No stalking points necessary. You're back with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. All right, back on the Killer Bees featuring the usual suspects. Is Jeremy did Josh Beard's show today because that's more important to him. So, therefore, <laughs> Joe George thought, well, Jeremy's out, so I'm going to be out. So, I thought, well, I can trump both of you and I can bring Barry in and then we can do what we do, which is... Try to entertain you up until 6 p.m. We got BMAC behind the glass, a better-looking version of Joe. And uh, we were talking about, before the break, the Astros and their inability to win at home. And you're a little concerned, Barry, about the fact that this could roll over to the playoffs. This could be an issue. This is something that they got to worry about. I think it might play to their advantage. Because, one, I don't think it's going to roll over to the playoffs. But I also think that this sets them up better than any team in baseball because they play so well on the road. And you factor the fact that they play so well on the road, they've already gotten to the most hostile environments in every market. Whenever they go anywhere, they catch it from all directions in every kind of foul language. Mm. They, they, you know, People are throwing stuff and yelling stuff and have signs about stuff. And I think that it doesn't bother them like it would affect, especially like a young team. Say you get a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in a while that's got some young players like a Texas. Mm. Like if Toronto gets in with their young core. And you start looking at some of these teams that are doing some things where they're young, they're a young, inexperienced team, and they get to experience the playoffs. I think a lot of guys are gonna are gonna gonna wilt a little bit to use a, a more PG term for it. Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't the Astros are gonna be the exact opposite. I think they're gonna come in confident whether they're on the home, they're at home, they're on the road, who they're playing, what's at at stake. I just feel like this team has a confidence and a and a kind of aura about them that not a lot of teams have. I think you're right um, for the most part, right? right? I think that's a good point. I just I worry about guys like Hunter Brown, guys like J.P. France, even Javier at this point. I wonder where his mentality is. Uh, you know, Mon- Montero has, has pitched well as of late, or he's come on strong, I guess you could say, in the second half. But I worry about some of those guys and their mentality, and those are going to be the guys that I think can make or break this team, because especially if this team – Gets lucky and makes a deep run in the playoffs and ends up. Wait, wait lucky? Yeah, Ooh. yeah. You don't think that this team is is one of the favorites in the American League? Uh I think it depends on who they draw, and I think it depends on where they start. If they start in the wild card, I don't think they should be a favorite in the American League. I really don't, really? because I don't think that their rotation is good enough or deep enough to where they can fade starting in the wild card and then hitting the divisional round and moving on from there. Uh, offensively, this team is scary. But offense doesn't translate in the playoffs because you're going to face the aces twice. And we've seen this offense has done well, but it's done well on the backs 
of uh, uh, solid and reliable pitching. Maybe not great, but reliable. And that's the one thing this team in this rotation and some of these arms that you need that are going to have to show up and pitch at some point. They're just not reliable. But you don't. Th- you said you didn't think the starting pitching was that was good right now, mm. which I get. Verlander, yeah. But I think you've got two guys at the I front. Mean, let me ask you. Okay, let's let's. Do I think Fromber's actually pitching better than Verlander right now. Okay, let's 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 uh, let's play a game. Scale of one to five as far as confidence to get you a win in the playoffs. Justin Verlander, one to five in the playoffs. Yeah. Early in the playoffs. Just in the playoffs, one to five. I'm going early in the playoffs. Okay, and I'm going to say a four. Okay, Fromber Valdez in the playoffs. I'll say a four. Okay, uh, Hunter Brown in the playoffs. I'll say a two. J.P. France. I don't know what he can do yet. But exactly. I, but I believe in his consistency that I'll say a three. Three's not good enough in the playoffs, though. It's better than average on a one to five It is scale. average. It is no, average. No, it isn't. Two and, and a half and, is. And, okay, let's, 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 let's say you're right. They are the favorites in the American League. They're not winning a World Series. You're not beating the Braves with that rotation and that level of confidence in these guys. For sure you're not doing that. But, but definitely Barry, not anything can happen. You, you, you could have never predicted against Washington that neither team was going to win a home game the whole series and that, that you actually should have been the favorite every single game and should have won the majority of the games against the Nationals. You lost the World Series. Agreed. So the fact that the Braves had played their asses off all year and the Braves are head and shoulders deserved of the best team in baseball right now. By the time we get there, a million things could happen, but you never know once you get there and it's mano a mano, one team against one team World Series – I mean, it's not like they're going to be the favorite, but I don't count them out. Uh, the 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 crazy thing is um, this the the this Astros team they have a plus minus of one twenty one. That's that's pretty good. It's still not as good as the Rangers. Uh, it's about on par with Baltimore. It's well behind Tampa. But when you look at teams like the Braves, who are a plus two thirty nine, the Braves don't do anything bad. The, the worst thing the Braves, the, you know what the Braves are bad at? Losing. They don't lose. They they don't they don't know how to lose. Uh, it's scary. I mean, the Dodgers put up runs and don't give up runs. The Dodgers are the Utah Jazz of the, uh, of the Major League. Baseball. Ouch! They're going to play great I mean, in the regular facts. season, and they are going to absolutely trip over the you know what when they get in. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Dodgers because I agree with you. If the Astros were faced the Braves, I would pick the Braves to win. But let's not forget those Dodgers won 111 games last year, and got yeah. knocked out in the first round. I mean, point. it's it's been a long. I, I believe it's been a long time since the best record of baseball actually won the World Series. So as, as unbeatable as the Braves seem right now, this happened just last year to the Dodgers, where they won 111 games and then lost in the first round. Sometimes you to the blow Padres. all your energy to get to that peak mountaintop oh, for cruising, the regular though. season. They're the first one to clinch. They're cruising already, which is fair. But I'm just saying, to B Max's point, the regular season doesn't matter once you start the playoffs, mm-hmm. and when you start the playoffs. You see a lot of teams that look a whole lot different and don't don't get the same kind of consistent results. You're right; they're blowing the doors off of everyone in the regular season. That's why I said they're head and shoulders the best team in baseball, and I don't think that should be an argument. But I think it's different when you get to the playoffs, and a hot team matters. And if this team, which finally got its offensive lineup healthy, can really keep continue more times than not to be dominant offensively, like you said, I think that that's you're going to put the fear of God in some teams because yeah. you're going to come in there knowing that this team is as loaded one through eight, and depending on who's catching, than any team in baseball maybe other than the Braves. Yeah. I mean, and, and what's crazy is, because I was, I don't know why I was, you know how nerdy I get with numbers and stuff, but I was like, I wonder how 
What, what does this Astros lineup look like? Just take taking a number like OPS, for example, right? And I went back to 2017. How many guys did the Astros have in the top 20 in OPS in their better years, 2019, 2017? I mean, look, all of those years since 2017 have been their better years. The Braves have four guys in, in the top 20 in OPS. The Astros have one. Kyle Tucker, Tucker, and that's it. And that's and I get it. Jordan is hurt, and he might be up there, but it, that's what's so scary Acuna about Jr., the Braves. Olson, Albies. Uh, here, let me let me pull it up again. Uh, where is it? There we go. Um, OPS. It is uh, Acuna Junior. and Matt Olson are four and five I, in the yep. in, in all of MLB, not right. just nationally. Right. All of MLB. Uh, Ozuna is twelve. And Austin Riley is 19. Oh, yeah. That's what's scary. And that's, that's one of those stats. OPS is, is, you know, can you hit for power? Are you getting on base? And this is a team whose their starting pitching is really good. As we know, the Braves are really scary. And I agree with you guys. Anything can happen in the baseball playoffs. But I just don't feel, I mean, last year, I, the way I feel about the Braves this year is how I felt about the Astros for the last, Five years, and you Look, know and it's that. fair just... for you to feel the way you feel because there's been so many injuries and inconsistencies, right? It's one thing to say you were able to keep your head above water when most teams would have folded up their tents and yes. gone home with the first half that they had. But after uh, after getting over all of that, then you started to see the hiccups happen, and it was throughout the starting pitchers for the most part. Mm-hmm. Everybody's had a hiccup. We know that as consistent as J.P. France has been, he's had hiccups. We know that there's no doubt that Hunter Brown has been up and down. And Verlander hasn't been great since he's gotten back. He's had some good starts, but he hasn't been great, and he hasn't been dominant like he was last go-around. And Fromber, as much as he was the leading Cy Young candidate going into the All-Star game, coming out, he was a different pitcher. And aside from the no-hitter, he has been up and down as well. And Javier has just been a scattered mess. Mm-hmm. So I, it's easy for me to understand why you have concerns. But even with all that said, at the end of the day, I still feel like they're going to be in the American League Championship Series. Okay. And I believe that they're the team that's going to represent the American League in the World Series. I hope you're right. I really do. And I don't want people to think that I'm like, oh, the Astros can't make it to the ALCS. They can't make it to the World Series. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that this is the first year after watching an entire season of baseball that I look at this team and go, I don't trust them. I've never, I haven't felt that way since 2016, okay. but I don't trust this team right now. I just can't. They're, right now, they're, BMX should be playing. Can't can't trust this. I just, you can't lose the way that they're losing to some of these teams, and and make me feel like you can go in and you, you and run the can't table. Touch this. Yes. I went to can't trust. Oh, gotcha. Got it. Roger wants to get in here. We've been talking about the lineups and how good this lineup could be, but he wants to talk about Dusty's lineup. Roger, what's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Great show as always. I just, I just want to, just want to make this point, and I'm trying to describe it as best as I can. So, I think Dusty's biggest, biggest flaw as a manager, he might, he might not, he might fail to adjust. I think he's failing to adjust to the progression of the season, and not, not really using his personnel as the season progresses. Like what I'm saying is, is, is uh, you know, you as, as baseball and with every other big, big time sport. It's a bottom-line business, so if you're as only good as your current season, then maybe you should, maybe you should, you know, you should uh, regress the means and, and, and have a little discussion with the, the guys and say, hey, maybe there is going to be no taxi service. Maybe I need to put my best nine out there, you know, because, you know, for all of Maldonado's disease and qualities, they've all been banished. 
You know, your only your only substitution should be should be Dubon if you're going to have to rest somebody. And, and I just really think that he's just he's failing the ball club in that respect. That you know that maybe he's his heart is his heart and his loyalty are maybe outweighing the the, the good of the of the, putting your best sign out there because make no mistake, we're in the fight of our playoff lives, and he treated it as you know very casually, just you know. Uh, mixing and matching to the lineup and still trying to figure things out. Well, there's no more sample size. This is the size. This is it. This is the whole slice of pizza. They got 16 games left. There's no more of the of the of the mixing and matching and, and, and trying to figure things out. And I just really think he's building that aspect and trying to, to try to figure out the season and just as things go along and try to get a feel and, and know what, what's what. And and now we just have have this hodgepodge of. Of lineups, and I, I just think that you know it's going to bear fruit in the playoffs, and so I'll invite it from the end. Thanks for the call, Jeremy. Thanks for the call, Jeremy. You Jer- know what, Jeremy? We appreciate the call. Um, <laughs> so when if if there was a Hall of Fame for cliches used in one phone call, Roger is first about you had hodgepodge, whole slice of pizza, something's going to bear fruit. I like I was trying to. I, was like, I thought he, if we had to he do was going to ask again where your show was because he knew he was going to get the whole slice of pizza. Maybe hungry. Know what was going I was on. like, I'm hungry. We're bearing fruit and have pizza over here, and there was a lot of. Uh... Roger got a lot out in a very long <laughs> period of time. I kept looking at BMAC going, "That's it. Nope, not nope, it. Dude, okay. Let him run. I mean, he had some good points. Um, any? Oh, I should say valid points. But Can you I, name them. No, because I was I was distracted by all the, I was distracted by all the cliches, and then it's kind of like you know, look, I'm a married man. You you end up you know how to sleep with your eyes open, right? Yeah, you know, when your how, to, like, you know how to look like you're listening while tuning out. Exactly. Let me tell you what happened at work today. So Becky came in, and then I'm just like, Shoom. let me tell you I'm, about this dream I had. <laughs> I'm like a lizard. I just I like lick my eyeballs just to keep them moist <laughs> and just look. You know, I don't say a word, and they just go, "Really? And, wow!" And you know you're in trouble. That's with crazy. Goes, Why don't you just go to sleep? Yeah, that's crazy. Oh man, really? Oh, that's wild. And she could be telling me like, I don't know. So uh, Kathy at work died. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Like I don't know. Um, I'll say. I just want to say this as my final point. I think it's hilarious that you get you got idiots like me and the entire city of Houston freaking out about a team that's in first place. Yeah, because you that no, wait, I mean they had they weren't in first place until what, right, but it's two as weeks ago, three it, weeks as ago. It is to say they're in first place in a in two games time you could not be. Yeah, and then in four games time you could be. And in four games time you could also be out of the playoffs. Well, it just doesn't seem like it 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 just it, it's funny to me, I guess, that we're all have. This is all we talk about. Are you is calling how bad, us spoiled? Yeah, yeah. We're like Dusty. I don't, sucks. I don't think what that. is Dusty doing? All they are is one game up in in first place. They're in the driver's seat with the easiest schedule of anybody in the American League left. What is he doing? I'm sure, the Pirates would trade places with us. Yeah, you think? <laughs> and you, the Royals, you think the Yankee and fans the A's, wouldn't trade and right the now? Yeah. I can Absolutely. go on and the Rockets. Red Sox. Yeah. All right, we're going to go on. But I want to continue that discussion, but I would take it a different, uh, in a different direction as well because one of the other hot buttons besides Dusty is the fact that we've got a couple of other position groups, or one in particular, that everybody likes to dissect. As much as Dusty has his favorite, and we know who that is, did we see something last night that might flip the script or should it 
and give somebody else another day to show they can play. We'll talk about that coming up on the second half hour of the show. Don't go anywhere. We've got a whole lot more. This is The Usual Suspects on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 FM. And before we go to the break, I want to tell you about the fact there's a Thursday night football game tonight. There's college football on the horizon. There's pro football all weekend. And you know what that means? There's opportunities for you to cash in and make money. And the way that you do that is you go to mybookie.ag. I tell you all the time, the reason why you go to mybookie.ag, they've been in business for over a decade. They're not going anywhere. They're not trying to take your money and run, like Steve Millerband would say. No, they're going to make sure that you get paid, and when you, and when you win, you get paid. They pay out when you want your money. But more so than that, they take care of you in a variety of different ways. If you're a first-time subscriber, you've never been on the site before, and you got to go to mybookie.ag, there's going to be an area where you can put in a promo code. When you put in bet975, if you put in at least 50 bucks, you can get up to 200 extra dollars in your account to bet with. Bet it once and win it, and you want it out, you can get it, and you're making money at mybookie.ag. If you're an existing customer and you want to reload into your account, well, before you reload, put in the promo code the same way, bet975, you get the same opportunity and more money in your account. It's absolutely fantastic. So you can bet the games, you can bet the prop bets, you can bet the money lines. You've got all of that there, and you can bet college football, pro football, and just about any sport that's going on, you got a chance to bet. And if it's not going on, they have live dealers standing by with casino games as well. It's absolutely fantastic, and there's a reason why I always tell you, bet anything, anytime, Anywhere with the only place I tell you to do it, it's mybookie.ag and that promo code bet975. Back on the B. Little suspect today is my man Barry Laminax filling in for Jeremy, who was filling in for who or Horton, who heard of who, did it with Beard, or I mean, worked with Beard. I don't know who. But anyway, we did a little deck shuffle and the deck heads came here. Look what I did. Look at you. Hey, uh, text message. Oh, yeah? Yeah, some you okay. might like, some you may not. First one, do we still get blocked for correcting Barry's spelling? Yes! Thousand percent, uh, yes. I prefer no it. doubt. At Barry is funny. Make sure no matter what he tweets, if there are grammatical errors and spelling mistakes, point them out I immediately. Have dear, I have you once dear blocked friends. me, by the way. Huh? You once blocked me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had to unblock you. Because um, I was pissed about it. Yeah. Uh, I think Patrick Creighton still might be blocked. Which you're not hurting yourself. I mean, I like uh, me, me and my boy. We had a little spat when I was here. We, that's all behind us. We're we're good friends now, and but I don't think I ever unblocked him just because you know. PC, PC and I are always good friends. But rules are rules. Patrick Hemingway when he gets on <laughs> the X, <laughs> those characters aren't enough, and so he does Patrick not care. Hemingway. He goes three, four, eight pages his when he gets fo- on a his take on phone. Him. Runs out of ink. Yes. <laughs> Like, how I'm does that even work? You. He's got to get more ink for his phone. I, yeah, I, I just, I set a hard and fast rule. Look, I'm not a great speller. Um, my weakness is homophones. No, no. And it's a real thing. And <laughs> I just, you got to stop him, B-Mac. You just, no. Uh, bad. <laughs> and I bring a little rolled up newspaper when you say some words around Joel. Uh, yeah, I own it. I'm not a good speller. But I don't need you telling me that I spelled something wrong on the internet. First of all, I'm a really fast typer, and I don't really think about the words that I spell. I know the difference between there, there, and there. Whatever one pops out of the, the head and the fingers at the time, that's what's going down. And I don't proofread, so shut up. Not you, like you people wanna, that you want to. You just want to grab that sound bite alone that I can also use sometime with what he just, just came out of his mouth. Uh, doom and gloom. We might as well give up now. Give Atlanta the banner. Not what we're saying. Okay, well, no, I think we clearly said the opposite. Yeah. We pointed well, out two that, of us did. Yeah, we we clearly pointed out that the Dodgers won 111 games last year and got knocked out in the first round. 
Good. One of us did not. Yeah. I'm, I'm doom and gloom. Blame me. Don't yeah. blame these guys. I'm the one that doesn't trust this team. That's, that's nervous about the Braves because they're loaded. 6539 says the 2023 Astros are Jekyll and Hyde. You never know which is going to show up. Are they a box of chocolates or are they Jekyll and Hyde? Because you never know which one you're going to get. Uh, they're both. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. It's concerning. Yeah, so uh, we got some. Uh, feel free, 713-780-3776. Text or call the show. And uh, we'll get your comments in as well. Um, one of the things I wanted to get to with you guys was the fact that something happened last night that I took note of. And Granado and I were at a dinner last night. We were talking about it. And and the thing is, when Yiner Diaz plays, and I have been the, the most staunch supporter of the fact that I don't care righty-lefty. I don't care anymore. This dude is really good. He's very talented at the plate. He has pop, and he should be in there every night. Some way, somehow, he should be somewhere in that lineup. And I know it's difficult. But now what we've heard is, even as, as early as last week, Dusty and Barry, you mentioned this in the first segment, Dusty decided that, hey, Yiner hasn't been catching Hunter, or Yiner's been catching Hunter, and he hasn't been pitching well. So maybe Maldi can fix him. And it didn't work. The wheels fell off. Hunter Brown was terrible early, and it was a disaster. Yiner caught last night, and Hunter was really good again. So with that philosophy and the way Dusty thinks, then why don't we give Yiner a chance to catch Javier? Because Maldi's been catching Javier, and he has been hot dog snot for the most part, with the exception of the first five and two-thirds, I think, against the Yankees. If we're going to use that same logic, give Yiner a chance to be in that lineup because we know offensively he's better than Maldi. But if Maldi hasn't been able to fix Javier yet, Give Yiner a chance, and therefore he would catch three games each week instead of two. Yeah, I I, I don't understand, and and the Astros, and I get it. They're, they're they're still within the World Series window, right? So you don't worry about molding and shaping guys for the future, which I think is. I remember, Dusty was like, "Yeah, the city will thank me later as I'm bringing Yiner Diaz along slowly." You're you're welcome, Houston. Which I thought was a little arrogant to say that, but I think is to your point earlier about him just getting sick of being asked about it and talking about it. But so I get that you're not trying to to you know you're not worried about the future. You're you're in the window, and you're not worried about you know grooming young rookies to be to take over. But I think you have to start thinking about that, and and you have to start looking at. What does your future look like with Martin Maldonado? Not only that, Yanner Diaz has proven himself um, to to be a good uh, major league hitter thus far. And I get his splits are really not great against lefties. I get that. And I know that's what Dusty is saying. And, you know, we can't, as a city, have embraced analytics with the Astros and their change in philosophy. But then now... When something like this happens and you just rather see Yiner in the lineup, ignore the fact that he's really bad against lefties right now. The I, I just think is, no matter what, he's better than Maldi. But he's not. I mean, Maldi has an 841 OPS against lefties and 83 at-bats. Yiner has 94 at-bats against lefties with a 562 OPS. That is Paul, That is bad. But when you That's see real the lapses that Maldi is giving you behind the dish as mm-hmm. well, base mm-hmm. running as well, and you know that he is a below 200 hitter overall. Right. I think that you you start to look less at the, the, the statistics and the analytics and more at there is a time, and the time might be right now, especially when he's not being as effective as he used to be as a receiver for the starting pitchers. There is a time when you're in a dogfight right now, or there's going to be times when maybe you're down in a series and you just need the most offense you can put out there. 
that I trust Yiner Diaz to do more with an at-bat than I do Maldi because I really think there's a lot of at-bats that Maldi mails in. Oh, 100%. But why not do this, right? I don't, I don't understand. You know, I don't know, and, and really none of us do, what's going into the decision-making. Because to me, it would make sense to say, first and foremost, Justin Verlander gets to choose who he wants behind the dish. I think he gets to choose who he wants in the field, See, wherever. Jeremy doesn't think so, and I think so. I think uh, that Verlander chooses the center fielder and his catcher. Absolutely he does, right? So you let him do that, um, and maybe you let Frommer do that. Maybe Fromber has earned the right to choose who's behind the dish to catch him. Well, I think, I think honestly, that Maldi is Fromber's Dr. Phil. I think he's the only guy that could be a psychiatrist on the mound. I agree with that. I do. I would normally agree with that, but it doesn't explain that stretch where or Fromber was really up and down outside of that no-hitter for like two months. And Maldi was his catcher the entire time. Well, I mean, look, some guys are just going to slump, right? Just like hitter slump. Just like, um, you know, Bregman had a, a slow bit, start. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially with pitching being so much about mechanics. If your arm slot is off a little bit, if your step to the plate is a little wide, there's, there's a ton of things that go into that that take time to get fixed. Especially if you've gone out there and you've done it wrong for a while. If that's the case, then then I don't think we really need to have Maldi with Fromber every time out. I mean, See, I, 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 agree I, with that. I don't know well, if this is where you're going. I think, you no, know, I'm saying you just let Fromber decide. Yeah, he's earned the right. I would be okay right? with Verlander choosing, and then it's a platoon well, after that. So I was making a point that you let Verlander choose who he wants behind the dish, regardless of a lefty or righty on the mound as his opposition. And the same is true for Fromber at this point. He's earned the right to be able to choose his battery mate, regardless of if it's a lefty or righty uh, opposing him in the game. After that, Urquidy, if that's the guy, uh, J.P. France, Hunter Brown, uh, Christian Javier, doesn't matter. Whatever is opposing you, lefty or righty, you're getting the, the whoever has the favorable splits against that guy. If it's a lefty on the mound, you're going to Maldi's catching that game. If it's a righty on the mound, it's Yiner Diaz, and that's just the way it goes for those three starts outside of the other two guys. That makes the most sense to me. But I don't know that he's doing that. I, I don't, you know, I don't know either way. Why not do that? Because now I, I you're just, just playing just the matchup. I just think that it gets back to the fact that at this point in the season. I'm done tinkering. I'm done tinkering. Now, if that you, if you feel like overall that makes the lineup better, then I'm open to it. It does. It absolutely does. Because, like, Maldi against lefties has an 841 OPS, right? He's got a 506 OPS against righties. The crazy thing is he's got 248 bats against righties. Uh, and so Yiner's not getting those at-bats. He's, well, he's got 235. But if Yiner's so good... Outside of Verlander starts and Fromber starts, if they choose Maldi to be their battery mate, if there's a righty on the mound, Yiner Diaz is the catcher in the game. I don't care. I'm, See, I'm, just, I'm that, not changing That's where from I draw that. the line. I just say Yiner's got to be out there at least not, as much as Maldi. I get it if it's JV and it's Fromber, but after that, that's where I draw the line and say Yiner has not disappointed because behind the plate as a receiver, throwing guys out, being an active receiver behind the plate, blocking pitches – Maldi has more pass balls than I think anybody in baseball. Yeah, I, I just think that Yiner defensively, yeah. he throws better. He's more active back there. He's more energetic back there, and that matters too. You wouldn't have said it last year, but Yiner Diaz this year is a better defensive catcher than Martin Maldonado. There's no question about it. But until both of them prove that they can hit their Achilles heel or their weakness as far as who they're facing, I think you just go with the better matchup. That's That makes the most sense analytically 
Um, and if you don't trust Diaz, then why is he here? You know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't trust him behind the plate, why is he here? Also, if you don't trust Maldi behind well, the you, plate. You trust Dusty, too, because Dusty's the one that said, you know, he's going to thank me later yeah, that's when he I'm... looks back that, that he, we, I didn't play him more. There's no player ever that said, gosh, I really appreciate my manager not playing me enough. Yeah, thanks. I really – I want to know, like, when's the last time uh, Yiner Diaz faced, uh, faced a lefty? I'd be curious – uh, when that was the case, I, I mean, he's only got the ninety-four bats, and then the question becomes: Do it's it's a do you let him try to face big league lefties and just like you said, he's going out there every three days uh, when Maldi's not starting for Fromber and JV, and if it's a lefty, hey, go learn how to hit lefties. You're learning OJT, but you're in a playoff race. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to do you that? Five game cushion with sixteen. To play exactly. So to- why not play the advantages with the two guys that you have behind the dish? And then tell tell Yiner Diaz, listen, what we want you to do in winter ball and in the offseason is face nothing but lefties and learn how Can to Can I get Pena to face nothing but, but breaking pitches, too? Because then I'd send them both. Take somewhere. Pena with you to winter yeah. ball. All, yeah. right. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got much more on this. We'll carry this over. You guys got a couple of calls you want to get to. We'll get those in. Don't forget, at uh, 4 o'clock, uh, Lee Sterling's going to join us, give you some hot picks for the weekend coming up in college and pro football. And we got so much more. And Taryn Hilo is going to join us at 430 for a little bit. And you won't want to miss that as well, especially if you're on Twitch. Uh, it is the Killer Bees featuring the usual suspects. ESPN 97.5 925 FM. We've got Joel, Jeremy, and Joe. That's three J's. Coming to you live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. It's the Killer Bees and Murderous J's. We do, Spence. We also got three B's. B-Mac. Blank, Burra, Burra Laminate. Burra. Hey, Burra. We've been uh, kicking in the first hour about your strokes and uh, what to do and what not to do down the stretch as the team continues with an off day today on their way to Kansas City. Mm. As, uh, is that BB, who, who's going to Kansas City? Kansas, is that BB King? All right. So there's some more bees on the show. Look at that. Me Look at you. Back. Uh, but we were kicking it around on a lot of different topics. And one of the last ones was one I kind of broached for you and the listeners and you guys. And that is this Maldi Diaz ongoing, never ending conversation. Now that Maldi Dusty publicly said, I'm giving Maldi a chance to do what Yiner hasn't been able to do and fix Hunter Brown. He didn't. Yiner came back with Hunter Brown and, and you know, Hunter Brown pitched a gem last night for the most part. Very, very good. And I proposed that then Dusty owes it to Yiner to try and fix Javier when Maldi has. You know that's not going to happen. Mm. So everybody's been kicking it around. Dustin wants to get in here. He's been waiting a while. We appreciate you. You want to get in here on this Maldi Diaz conversation? Dustin, what do you got for us? Uh, yeah, I was just saying, uh, so whenever you've got Verlander pitching and he wants uh, Maldonado, why not after he comes out, then you pinch it and bring in uh, Diaz and just let him finish out the game? Uh, same thing with Fromber, and then let him work through like that and uh, see how it goes. And uh, I'll just hang up and listen. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's not a it's not a it's not a terrible idea necessarily, but I think that also just depends on what is the you know what like arms are being brought in. Too. Yeah, yeah, and and what if something happens and Yiner Diaz gets hurt or he fouls the ball off my of his, his pills Caesar and he's unable to Sugarland, and you don't have a backup catcher if you make that switch, right. especially earlier in the game. Yeah. And and then you're really going to be in trouble, no matter who's pitching. Because didn't you say he fouled a ball off of his pills? Oh, that was Yandy Diaz. For oh, the, Yandy, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah. for the the, the yeah. race first base. I thought you said Yiner. I was like, what? Yeah. So that's the that's the concern. As he does, and he what gets did they hurt. listed on the injury report? Traumatic testicle. 
It was like a testicular uh, I swear to you, contusion they mentioned or something did they like that. Yes. Traumatic. Or what was the first testicle? I think it was t- uh, testicular. Uh, I can't even say it the word contusion. Oh boy! I think it was a contusion. I'll look at. I'll look at. Okay. I think it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, maybe. wait. Because doesn't contusion mean cut? Yeah, I think it, I think it, does, like I think it does mean. I'll look it up because I, I actually have him on my fantasy team. I was worried. I thought he'd be out for a while. Swelling? What fantasy? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's ruined now if he's got it. Yeah, yeah, it, it was um, listed as a contusion. I just found a, the report. Okay, contusion, a region of injured tissue or skin in which blood capillaries have been ruptured, a.k.a. a bruise. Yeah, he did that on Tuesday. He was in the lineup the next day. He bruised his testicles. Toughest man alive. Oh. You know, and you know, anytime an athlete gets hurt, they, they're they like, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, he was probably like, help! Help! Like, now he did he play the Just down in a heat. Now he did he play the next day? He had two hits. Did he really? Yes. <laughs> I bet I bet he just went up swinging. He was like, no more balls. Well, Barry, All I strikes. think it goes like All the old strikes. Time, it goes like the old Timex commercial. Just take a lick and keep on ticking. That's right. Man, I, I would be out for the season if... Yeah. No thanks. That just sounds awful. And the guys don't really wear I've had it happen. Guys sir, don't really wear cups anymore, you, right? It is You fouled fun. a ball off of your no, pills? Worse than that. We used to have off season workouts in college at, at four thirty in the morning. Okay, well first and, of all, I'm out. Yeah. And then Who was your coach, Bear Bryant? <laughs> no, because we had to split time. We had an indoor field you, house. Would you play in in the military? Why were you up that so early? funny you mentioned the military. <laughs> so we split time with the track team in the field house. And I want to say one other sport. ROTC? No, but the ROTC would work out at the same time as us because the military folks get up early. So they would drop like this bulletproof net around the infield of the track. And we had the infield for the most part. And they would do their ROTC running early on in the first hour of practice. So the first thing we did, which we hated, was we all ran a mile just to get loose. And then we'd play catch to loosen up our arms. And the pit, we're, we're, we're warming up, and I throw one to my buddy, and he's still half asleep, and he misses it. And it goes under the bulletproof net, and it's right in the middle of these ROT guys that are screaming their lungs out with their short shorts on and their, their Chucky T's and, 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 you know, and their crew cuts. And nothing wrong with that. And I'm laughing because I'm watching the baseball, and I'm watching these guys have to, like, dodge it and step over it, and they're giving dirty looks. And I'm chuckling because I'm like, he's going to have to go get that. No, well, he had one in his back pocket. So he pulled it out and threw it through through a, a zinger right at me while I'm chuckling that he's got to go get the ball and then it hit me in the balls oh. and I just went straight down no cup on because it was early in practice I wasn't in the cages yet throwing and I just went oh good lord and the female trainers are coming over going want ice I'm like don't touch me don't don't about five minutes later I was able to muster the strength just to go and sit in the john for about a half hour. And and for the next day or two, I was yeah. as just disabled as you can imagine. I was just in Dude. bed going, nope. And, and nowadays, guys don't wear cups, really, right? I don't think. Oh, that's, I don't know about that. Uh, I don't think it's as prevalent as it used to be, especially think, like in the. Have you done that research, Barry? Yeah, I usually what I'll do is I'll sit down and I always check the lineup and the matchups first. But then once the game starts, I go on cup count and I just. <laughs> Are you aware of the com? It's a valuable resource. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It's uh, it's, it's advanced sabermetrics. Are and you aware of the banana cup? 
Uh, yes. Because technology created a more comfortable and easy to wear cup yeah. than the old school cup. Yeah. So I, I just, I think a lot of guys wear it. I'd be interested uh, to know because I anytime you get a ch- get a chance to have the split piece, you can you, usually you, you tell against it, right? Like I just don't feel like there's not as much, uh, shall we say, adjustments as there used to be in baseball. Yeah, that's just because of the pitch clock. It's not because your grapes don't get get. <laughs> That's why scoring is down. Uh, they, they don't have the time to fix the cup. It makes the at-bat uncomfortable. No, getting and, hit in them is why scoring's down. That's true. It's, well, for him. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So the wife ain't pleased. Uh, yeah, Dwayne, right. let's get you in here because we've got uh, Lee Sterling coming up at the top of the hour. You want to get in here on catering to pitchers. What's up, Dwayne? How are you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? All right. Yeah, I just have a question. I mean, I, I've been a... A diehard Astro since, man, I was a Astro buddy with Steve Austin Daniel. So, you know, that, nice. I mean, like, tell you about how far. Oh, you're old. Now, I, I thought, I always thought, you know, the manager's job was to do what's best for the team. Now, if, if, if a pitcher says, well, I want this catcher. But actually, it's, it's, I don't want to use the word detrimental, but he's not actually the best option. And now it's gotten to the point to where he says, I even want um, Duvon to play center field when I pitch. And, I, and, I, and we're, in a, we're in a tennis race, man. And, and it's like, you, you can't be catering to anybody. You have to put your best nine out there. And, and I want to know what y'all think about that. I mean, to me, I, I see our first six. I saw the other day he had uh, Altuve, Pena, Yordan, Bregman, Tucker, and Uncle Mike in the top six, which I totally think those are the most consistent hitters we have. And then, you know, you have Diaz and uh, Duvon and Chaz McCormick, and, you know, which leaves uh, – First baseman, not you know Abreu, but you know you can rotate those three like in the seventh, eighth, and ninth spot. But all this catering to pitchers and wanting him to be psychiatrists on the mound for the pitcher on the mound, and it's bigger than one person. A pitcher only pitches every four days. All right, Dwayne, we appreciate it. We're up against it, so we got to get out of here. But we appreciate your call, Barry. You got anything you want to add to that, or how you uh, want I mean, to do the I, same I don't know delivery? If I, I don't know. Well, when he started, I thought the phone was in his mouth for a second because he was like, "Yeah, I want to talk what? Uh, okay." And and well, I, we appreciate you listening. Yeah, we appreciate it. It sounded like he was running a bath too, which is weird if a grown man's calling a sports talk What's show while he's taking a, a bath little, with a little. He's taking a little bubble bath. What's up, fellas? What Mahomes likes them, right? What, what? I'll, I'll hang up and clean. Um, bath bath bombs and, <laughs> and the killer bees. What's wrong with that? Uh, First time bath time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, like about, I don't know about that Abreu fella, but I, I, I mean, he had some valid points. A lot of what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So I don't know that. I don't know that we would have anything new to add. Are right, we going to hit the pause button because we got Lee Sterling coming up, talk about some college and pro football coming up for the weekend, give you some chances to win some money. So uh, before we do that, we're going to cut out for uh, a few minutes, uh, and I'm going to tell you before we do any of that that Doc Linville is the guy to go to see if you are experiencing pattern balding, thinning or your forehead has become an eight head, or you got that baboon's ass on the top of your head that you absolutely can't do anything about. The sprays and the creams and the foams that everybody advertises, all it does is mask the problem. The bottom line is Doc Linville gets your hair back. I don't know if you know this or not, because I didn't. 
Genetically, you're never going to lose the hair on the sides and the back of your head. It's always going to be there, no matter how bald you get anywhere else. Therefore, Doc takes some of that hair, repurposes it where you need it, and the next thing you know, you've got hair again, you've got self-confidence again, and you love the way you look. Go to 975hair.com right now. Check it out because as ESPN listeners, you get a free consultation with Doc Linville and his staff. It normally costs 150 bucks. You get it absolutely free. No obligation, no signing on the dotted line, no commitment to do anything else. Ask questions. Get answers. See if it might be right for you, too. Granado did it. I did it. We had dinner with Doc Linville last night, and we were talking about all the different ways people have come to him saying how they heard it from us, and now they can't believe how great their hair looks. You could be next in line. I think Doc's the best in the business. That's why I speak for him, and that's why I'm telling you to go see him too. Check him out today. Go to, ES, go to 975hair.com, and 